Hi, and welcome to The Charlotte Show. This is a podcast about everything from mindfulness to lipstick. It's about creating a better you, and it's about playing full out. There's always time for fabulously random musings in your life about how to lead a focused life, and it's designed to make you smarter in 20 minutes or less. I'm your host, Charlotte Nellington, and I'm really grateful you tuned in today. So for the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to go on a fun little journey into the world of really interesting excellence. Hello and welcome to 2022. Today's topic is how to be a fearless activist using social media. The social media revolution has had a profound effect on activism. Many activists have embraced the role of digital organizer, creating tools, networks and strategies that actually help others build power. For a grassroots activist, social media has also created a way to overcome their hesitation about speaking up in turn for them to turn them from being a spectator and right into being a fearless activist. So let's get started with that today. Right now, there's a revolution happening in the world of online activism and community engagement. It's an evolution in the traditional concept of activism, and it's bringing a new level of empowerment to people who never before thought they could change anything. But the key to being able to harness this newfound power and to stand out from the crowd is to first have the courage to speak up and be heard. Now, Thanks to social media, you're going to find that speaking up is not nearly as hard as it used to be. But what do you do when you're faced with the challenge of speaking up? How do you first overcome the fear of being different and then standing out from the crowd? Well, let's look at the basics of digital activism. And if you're on my blog post at charlottemillington.com, you might also find it helpful to have a look at my philosophy on activism. Why is being a digital activist so powerful? The reason being a digital activist is so powerful is because it changes the nature of activism itself. It's the reason we've seen such a huge shift in activism in recent years. And we've seen it in the successes of movements like Black Lives Matter and the Me Too movement, which came about because the actions of people who were previously unknown to each other, but decided to work together on social media to organize and and connect around an issue. It created an enormous area of power. So first up, you got to practice safe pandemic activism. And the fact is, is that we don't need to be physically present in order to make change. We can be part of something even when we are not gathering. And that's why digital activism is so powerful. We can engage with people online who are in a different region or in a different country. It can mean that we help to empower people who are fighting injustices without being physically present in the same place. It means that people can become part of a movement that is working for social change, and that's exactly what's needed. I found that there are three types of interpersonal relationships that work in digital activism, and the first is what I call activist-activist relationship. It's where someone is already a part of a movement, but wants to support the movement further from the inside. The second is what I call the activist-supporter relationship. These are people who are not yet involved with the movement, but, but want to learn more. The third, of course, is the activist-tourist relationship, and this is where someone is just really looking at the movement and wants to find out more, but they're not necessarily going to take action. The activist-activist relationship works when an activist is already part of a movement and wants to support that movement from the inside. This means that the person agrees with the goals and the values of the movement and wants to participate in a meaningful way. 
in the digital world, they're probably the people who are on the Zoom call looking to provide an update or get an update so they can action things further. The activist-supporter relationship works when someone joins a movement they didn't know much about before, but they're willing to learn more about the movement's values, ideas, and beliefs. In the online world, these are typically recognized as people because they're retweeting, reposting, and reblogging the actions of the actual leaders of the movements. The activist-tourist relationship works when someone joins a movement and cares about its values, ideas, or beliefs, but they really just want to learn more about current events. You can recognize them because they'll probably participate occasionally in an online discussion or debate, but they're not going to really lead one. They're sympathetic to a cause and are interested enough to stay informed. Part of overcoming your fears as an activist involves taking a stand for something you believe in. An easy way to do this that doesn't place you at a lot of uncomfortable personal exposure is to create a digital community. There are a lot of ways to build a community online, but the key is to really make sure that your primary goal is about more than just posting other people's content on your social media. You need to take a stand and a clear stand that people can understand. True activism is about creating a relationship that goes beyond the simple posts and simple tweets. That means that you want to actively find like-minded people with similar goals and values and invite them to create a common virtual space. In a practical sense, this really looks a lot like creating a Facebook group or if you're on Instagram or TikTok using consistent hashtags and then letting the algorithm build that community for you. But this is by no means the exhaustive, comprehensive list on how to create online communities. It is important to know how to connect to others in your own unique way, and this is really what true activism is about. It's not just about writing a bunch of posts that you push without engagement. Activism is never going to include a post and ghost approach to social media. The best activism is when you get to know others, talk to them, share your thoughts with them, and learn from them. True activism isn't about being passive or just talking. True activism is about interacting and doing. You can use social media to reach out to others, but you can also do it in other ways, such as using chats and engagement to refine your understanding of an issue. True digital engagement is about having an impact. It's not just about a big following, and in fact, vanity metrics don't really help you. What you want is to have connection to others, you want to help others, and then help them grow. Then that allows your message to just spread itself. As social media usage continues to rise, more and more organizations are realizing that social media is a tool they can use to engage their current and potential supporters, as well as convert supporters into activists. As social media usage increases, so too does the need for social justice organizations to leverage power and the power of social media to further their social justice goals. Organizations like the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, Amnesty International, and the Workers' Action Centre are all using social media to spread the word about their initiatives, their struggles, and their efforts. 20 years ago, these same organizations might have had a website, but you had to know they existed before you could find them. Today, digital connections propel messaging faster than ever. So how does this relate to you becoming fearless? Because the more comfortable you become with your message and how to deliver it concisely, the less fearful you naturally become in owning your power as an activist. Social media and digital engagement allows you to practice your pitch and hone your understanding in a reasonably low-risk environment. If you're new to activism, I'm going to give you a couple of quick getting started tips to help boost your confidence and then raise a little intention about the issues that impact you. 
Number one, start to tell your stories and use your voice in social media. You got stories. Other people have got stories. It's time to share those and use them on social media. Number two, volunteer with an organization that already shares your vision and work towards achieving its social media goals. If they're already established, you don't need to reinvent the wheel every single time. Number three, start a grassroots initiative to affect change by creating a digital community or a new hashtag. The Me Too movement didn't didn't get created because there was a corporate push. It was created by grassroots organizers. Number four, be brave and speak out against injustice when you see posts and tweets that are against your values. This is a bit of a tougher one because you don't want to get into flame wars with trolls. But at the same time, you don't want people to be stuck in rigid colonial thinking when that doesn't actually serve the purposes of a really engaged society. Number five, learn to be comfortable and stand up for what you believe in. There's something solidifying about your beliefs when you put them into your social media profile bio. In conclusion, the biggest obstacle to making your to making an impact is really your own self-doubt. It can stop you in your tracks and stop you from taking any action at all. So what do you do when self-doubt creeps in? You make a decision, and that decision is to refuse to live in the box that other people built for you. To overcome self-doubt and fear, you've got to overcome your own fears, and that means speaking up even when it's uncomfortable. We live in a world where people are afraid to of how they're going to be perceived, but you get to make a choice. You can boldly stand up, you can bravely stand up for others and and yourselves, and you can confidently speak your mind without being afraid of the judgment of others, or you can continue to be comfortable in the role of a tourist. It's up to you and the choice is really yours. If you want to see how I use social media, you can find me absolutely everywhere using at Char Millington, and you can also find my website at charmillington.com. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Charlotte Show. If you liked what you heard and you want more, you can visit me at my website, charmillington.com. So that's it for today, but join me next week when I'm back. And by the way, I'm always looking for interesting ideas and inspiring guests. So if you know someone or you have an idea, make sure you drop me a line. You can just say hi, give me a, a like, or give me your great ideas. So visit me at my website. That website again is www.charmillington.com. Thanks a lot for listening. 